Welcome to day four of the Mikdash Within, our three-week series, a tour of the base of Mikdash as it pertains to our searching youth. Okay, here's the question for today. Remember the old days when you could trust what you saw? Your eyes did not deceive you. You, got, you had a picture of something, seeing is believing after all, and you knew that what you saw was true. But then came along all of technology that proved to us that it's really not necessarily true. Your smartphones, your smart, your tablets, your laptops, your iPad, your smart refrigerator, your smart washing machine. It has outsmarted us. All of those things, our smartphones and our smart refrigerators have outsmarted us. Because you never know anymore what's real, what's not real, if you can believe what your eyes see. Everything seems to be an optical illusion. True? Granted? And if you don't have one of those devices, somebody else has one that can show you that what you think you're seeing is not what you're really seeing. So how does that relate to the base on Mikdash? We're going to jump forward. Yesterday we spoke about the walls around the Harabayas. Now we're actually going to fast forward, go into the base on Mikdash, walk around the walls around the base on Mikdash, the, all the way to the end, the, right, the left side wall, the southern wall, right to the end, then turn the corner, the wall behind the Kaidish and then turn the corner again to the northern wall, and the first gate that we come to is the gate of Yechania. And it's a really sad place. Because when the first base of Migdash was, being destroyed, was about to be destroyed, it actually came in phases. The Babylonians came along and the way they conquered Yerushalayim, which ended in the Chorban, was when they began to defeat us, they first exiled King Yechania and many members of the royal court. That was a sad moment. The king asked for permission to daven in the base of Middash before being taken into exile. And after he davened there, he was led out through this gate. Imagine being there and seeing that scene. What would you think? Would you conclude, oh, it's a happy day. Oh, absolutely. Remember, you're seeing that the king of Israel, your king, your representative, your, your grounding, your key to everything that is holy, to your whole structure and lifestyle and connection with Hashem and Tyra, he is now a captive of the Babylonians, the bubbling, the confusion, bubble, confusion. The certainty that we experience through the king, it's all gone. They captured him. He's their prisoner. He's being led out to Gullis Bavo through this gate, the gate of Yechania. 
your eyes are telling you most probably that this is the end. Remember, this is at when you're standing there, this is the last moment in history that you know about. You're not in you're not two thousand years later. You're there at that moment. You don't know what history is going to bring. You don't know what the future is going to bring. You don't know that this is going to be called Turban Bayasrisha in the first space of magician stories. You don't know that there's a first and a second. This is it. If somebody comes along to you and says, oh, don't worry, just fast forward a couple of thousand years and there will be yeshivas and shoals all over the world and kosher grocery stores and, and you name it and kosher bowling alleys and, and they'll close the water park so that all the Jewish camps can have separate swimming and water slides. You would never believe it. Anybody who would say that to you at that moment you would, you would just call 911, except if there was no 911 to call and you didn't have a cell phone. But your eyes would tell you that what you're seeing is the truth. Destruction, the end, the end. If somebody came along with hopeful news, you might say, halavai. Maybe you could squeeze out a halavai, a halavai. Okay, so that's the piece of the base image that we're looking at today. Now, how does that apply to our, our struggling and searching youth? Because there's so much pain involved in parenting or knowing or being a sibling to or a friend of struggling youth, there isn't a lot of feeling of, oh, I understand that here is a leader being built at this moment, not the way my eyes see it. Maybe somebody can get you to squeeze out a halibai one day. If you say, this child will be a leader one day, maybe three people will squeeze out a squeaky little halibai. Most others will say, right, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Because you believe your eyes. Maybe even rightly so. You believe your eyes. Until your smartphone came along or your smart refrigerator and said, if you think you can believe your eyes, where have you been? You can't. And of course, the chiddush doesn't come from your smartphone or your smart washing machine. The chiddush comes from Taira of course, and Tyra's always been saying that. And of course, we knew Rabbi Akiva was in tune with that. And not too many others. With the idea that you can't trust your eyes. When you see bad news, God forbid, God forbid, don't believe it. You know the story of all those women who went to obstetricians and were told, there is no hope, God forbid, and on the 13th labor and delivery, they would each time they would wave to the doctor. What is that? Tyra will sometimes come along. Tyra will always come along and say, you can't trust your eyes. And very often there's good news when it looks like pretty difficult news. So I want to just 
sum it up with this little Nukuta in Tyra. That I, when I was thinking of launching this project, I happened to, I'm going to say happened in parentheses and quotation marks, I happened to open up a safer called Hayanyam, and I happened to open to, happened, the 21st of Tammuz. That's today. I happened to open up last week. And guess what it says? Because it's today, it's even more potent for us. And I'll read only part of it. It says, the Shachanti Basaychem, uh, sorry, uh, make, me a, make me a sanctuary. Also, the Mikdash, the Shachanti Basaychem. Make me a sanctuary, a Mikdash, and I will dwell within them. This is from Shmeis, Chumash Shmeis. What does it mean? Make me a Mikdash, and I will dwell within them. The grammar is off. It's supposed to say, and I will dwell within it, says Hashem. What do we understand from this? In Shmois Rabbah, within them, Kosa Yom Yom, means every one of Israel, every Jew. Make me a Mikdash. Build for me a base of Mikdash. And I will dwell within every Jew. Within, because within every Jew, the core point of the heart's inner essence is a sanctuary for Hashem, for His dwelling. Meaning, there is a mishkan within every single yid. The inner, inner, inner dimension of that Jew is a mishkan. Not a place of destruction, God forbid. A mishkan inside of every yid. Every single one. The most connected and the least connected. The site of the Mishkan remains holy, remains sacred, even in times of gullus and desolation. Again, the site of the Mishkan remains sacred, even in times of exile and desolation. In Medrash Shmois Rabbah, chapter 2, Reb Acha says, the Shekhinah never departs from the Western Wall. All the desolation is limited to the buildings. So too is the case with the personal mishkan, the personal sanctuary within each of Israel, within each Jew. The foundation is whole, clear, and pure. As it's written, I'm asleep, but my heart is alert. And tomorrow we'll discuss what Medrash Rabbah says on that. So here we have a principle in Tyra that the Mishkan itself, number one, is within every single yid, bar none, even if they, God forbid, violate all the commandments. Because the desolation, the destruction, when it happened to the base of Megdish, only happened to the buildings, only happened to the exterior. The interior, the inner essence of the base of Megdish, never could be destroyed, never will be. It remains eternal. And that same Mishkan that's in every single Yid, the most connected and the most disconnected, the closest and the furthest, the Mishkan is within every single Jew. And if we see, God forbid, disconnection, destruction, 
horrific behavior and horrific thought processes, God forbid, and horrific thought, speech, and deed on the part of any struggling Jew, God forbid, what we see with our eyes is only the external. The destruction can only happen on the external level, on a visible level. But internally, it's not possible for there to be destruction. The inner essence remains whole and pure. The foundation is whole, clear, and pure. As explained in Medrash Rabbah. So, we don't really need a smartphone or a smart washing machine or a smartwatch to come along and tell us everything's an optical illusion. Hira told us way back when, always has been telling us, only we get stuck because when there's pain involved, what do you expect? We're going to see something hopeful? Seeing Yechania, King Yechania led out through that gate, the gate of Yechania, in the base of Mikdash? How many people smiled? Only the oppressors. How many people saw what it was leading to? How are we sitting here now, on the phone, on our computers, listening to a sheer about this? About Yechania. If he was destroyed, if it was destroyed, because that was the external. It was an optical illusion. A dual reality. Our eyes saw the destruction. Our souls, our neshamas, knew the truth. There cannot be destruction ultimately for the core of Yiddishkeit and the core of the Jewish people. Can't be by definition. No matter how low they've fallen. So to summarize with this, when we think about our struggling youth, of course we're in pain. But we want to hold on simultaneously to the other picture. The picture of the leader that's emerging from that struggling teen or struggling person, struggling Jew, whose whole, whose core is pure and whole, and he's on the way to becoming a leader that will fill the world with light. So as we said, every day we're going to try to picture the network of people around the world learning the halachas of the base of Migdash together and insert the faces, as we said, and the names of all of those that we would like to have learning with us, insert them all into this network, this visual network. And surely we will find ourselves right away the fulfillment of this ayanyam, the fulfillment of everything that the Beis HaMikdash represented and represents, and the ultimate goal, finding ourselves in the Beis HaMikdash Ashlishi. May it be immediately now. By the way, 
to view this on the website, please go to raisealeader.com or call 347-762-7708, 347-762-7708 for any coaching or healing sessions. Thanks so much.